0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Oh yeah. We got an exciting day today, Friday, April 3rd. It is a super friend show. Got a lot of questions related to super friend activity. So uh, appreciate those on Apple podcast. You can download, subscribe and leave a five star review. If you do that, you can ask us any question you want. Um, if you wanted to play, uh, this podcast on in your home while you were working, you could tell the lady whose name begins with A and ends with A. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to activate it. We got a mad review about that. You could tell her to hey, you know, play that, or you could say hey, G O O G L E, play th- play this Pig Six podcast. And if you do that, it'll play it. Um, I don't know, breach or somebody mad in the reviews that we were actively activating. Their Amazon speaker or their Google speaker by re- telling them to activate it. <laughs> oh,
1: I mean, that's horrible. It happens in the commercials. I don't know why Amazon makes the commercials where they say the name and then all of a sudden the dot lights up and she's like dancing around. I have no idea what's going on, but you could spell it, Brenton. A-L-E-X-A. I
0: could. There, Alex. There Alex, uh. So what did uh, the... Uh- also, if you're listening to the podcast loud enough that you, can, that, that I can activate your speaker, are you really bothered by the speaker playing it in the first place? Uh, following up on this,
2: um, quick aside, quick, there's a YouTube channel me and my son watch, Mark Rober. Do you remember the guy who put the packages on the porch that sprayed the glitter and the fart spray and all that? Did you ever see that? It's awesome. Cause people steal Amazon pra- uh, packages during Christmas. Anyway, he went on, uh, one of the oh, calls, like, was,
1: Wait, like, was this like, a person or is this something you actually do to people? <laughs> I could see Wilson. What was the name?
3: That's his alias.
0: <laughs> Wait, so this guy takes packages, puts them on his thing, leaves them out there, and like, if somebody goes to grab him, it like, it like shoots him with like a, like a stinky tear gas or something.
2: Yeah, and he's, he's, a, he's like a former NASA scientist, so he would have his uh, iPhones record it, he you go get the package, you so could watch the rec- recording back. But he also did something where he called out this woman's name on the, uh, on the Amazon machine, and he said immediately, hello, a person, Set the volume to fifty on the music so the person who's sitting in their chair can't turn it down because you're trying to <laughs> yell at it and the A thing can't hear you. So that's something else you could do. So what you did, Brenton, was much less egregious than yelling at the machine to turn the music up loud so you can't turn it down.
0: So this guy's basically the Ryan Pace of uh YouTube channel people. Um seems like a great idea, but in reality it's terrible. I don't know what I'm going with. Look ahead. We're gonna look ahead to the 2021 free agency, Sean penning some uh a real, real piece of big J journalism there. Uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys adding a former all pro and the, uh, Patriots, what they will do about at quarterback. By the way, here's other thing you can do if you want to help spread the word. Well, you're, you're not spreading, you know, you're helping to social distance. You're staying quarantined, but you're still texting a lot. Your screen time is probably up. You're still probably seeing some friends from across the way. Maybe you'll walk down the street and you wave at some neighbors from 14 feet away. Like Ryan Wilson does yell at them. Or you know, politely mention to them, or text with somebody and tell them about the podcast. You can uh, you can say, hey, you know what? You probably need some sports in your life. Why don't you check out the Pick Six podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, let's get to some news. Tua Tonga That's right, Ryan. What do you think? Am I locked? I'm locked. I feel like yeah. I'm locked. locked. Locked and loaded. Can't wait to screw it up on a draft show. Tua Tagovailoa says that he is 100%. He uh, he told SportsCenter Wednesday, at table 100% right now. I'm just ready to go. He also told Steve Weiss of the NFL Network that he is 100%. So he's banging that 100% drum out there. If you had to bet, Ryan, is our junior draft analyst over under three and a half in terms of his draft position right now.
2: Three and a half is a great number. That's, it's hard. So what do the Dolphins feel about him in terms of, of how healthy he is? I'm going to go under three and a half, meaning that he gets picked three or earlier. And here's my thinking. The Dolphins have three first round picks, two second round picks, and they can have at least one third round pick. They have so many draft picks. Maybe they're willing to take a chance on one of these first rounders that two is in fact something close to 100%. I don't know if he's 100%. It seems like when he had the hip surgery, there were a lot of concerns about him ever playing again. So the fact that he's magically 100% now, um, much sooner than what the the, uh, prognosis suggested. People were talking about towards the end of the summer. Um, Yeah, that's optimistic, but I suppose he has to be. I'm going under 3.5. I think the Dolphins trade up to 3 with the Lions to get him. And if he 50-50 gamble anyway on first-round pick quarterbacks, turning out to be good, I say roll the dice to see what happens. What did the Dolphins – have to lose, other than, of course, that number three pick.
1: What about the Chargers trading up, Ryan? What if the Chargers run up and steal Tua? I do think that, look, if you want Tua, we spent this whole time talking about, hey, the Dolphins are tanking for Tua. That was the original goal, and then injury, and then Joe Burrow. Uh It is the year of people named Joe and Tigers. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's a whole different discussion. Um, <laughs> Tua... If you need a quarterback, you have to make, you, you have to pull the trigger here. You can't dilly dally. You have to trade up. I think the Dolphins are charged. would be smart to move into the two slot because I think that's where he's going to end up going. So I agree with Ryan that it is going to be under, over three and a half. I don't even understand what's going it, on here. Over,
0: NFL, not, draft, NFL draft over unders are weird. So if the over under is three and a half and Tua is taken at number two, the under hits. Okay. I want under.
3: Yeah, and I, I think it's harder to answer: will it actually happen or should it happen? I think to, to to your guys's point, it absolutely should happen. He should go in the first three picks. And Brinson and I are the only two people on Team Redskins should just stay in, in pick Tua. Um, but in addition to Ryan mentioned a team trading up, Breach mentioned the Chargers, maybe, uh maybe the Dolphins. I think there is a real chance, regardless if you guys think it's a good idea or not, that the Redskins do take him. And I also don't, I also don't think it's out of the question if the Redskins. Uh, pass and take Chase Young. That the Lions could take him if if they if they're not able to trade down. So and I know Ryan, you don't agree okay. with that, but I'm saying they Can have a quarterback you- over the age of 30 who has over a 30 million dollar cap hit that is beca- that starts to get cuttable starting next year.
2: How do you sh- sh- how do you save your job if you're Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn and you have one? You year?
3: you. you, you You sting for half the year because they suck, and then you insert Tua, and Tua gives you a bit of hope. And you say, look, guys, we just drafted a a quarterback. We deserve a chance to win with Tua.
1: Yeah, now hold on a second. See, that's here's why this doesn't fly is that your number saying he's cuttable next year, he's still not cuttable. His dead cap is $19 million. If you're Matt Patricia and you have to win right now— that's like playing, uh, the two twenty thousand two thousand twenty one 2021 season with both hands tied behind your back. You have to take it. that's, that's 10% of your cap that you're losing because you're cutting Matthew Stafford. I mean, that's absurd. They're not, that would just be, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why are you cutting Matthew Stafford and taking $19 million cap it in two, 2021, Sean? Uh,
3: just, just, just a quick, yes. a quick rebuttal. Matt Patricia is a very stupid man. So he could do a very stupid thing that you guys think would be.
2: That's stupid. your response. You're the one that came <laughs> up
3: with
0: the idea, dum dum. Well, I, I'm approaching it through the lens that I'm Matt Patricia. Here's another. Here's another idea. If you uh, kind of designate a post June one cut, it would only be 13 million dollars in dead cap space, freeing up 20 million dollars in salary cap space. In addition, you could just trade it.
2: By the way, also we can't gloss over this. Sean said, "Suck for half the year with Matt." Matthew Stafford, then bring in Tua and win. What are you talking about? No, Why? not
3: win. It's just, if Tua looks good, you can sell that promise like Tua's promise. All right. Then how
1: about this? Let's take it another step and also incorporate Ryan's favorite conspiracy theory that Matt or that floor or, uh, Jesus, Susan, <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, I was getting Matt Patricia and Brian Flores mixed up because they're both Patriots assistants. And that's where the conspiracy theory was going is that these guys are all just foot soldiers for Bell Belichick. What if they draft two at uh, three? The Lions draft two, uh, then they trade Stafford to the Patriots for the twenty-third overall pick. So now the Patriots have a quarterback, and the Lions get another first-round pick. They, Ooh, then your I'd plan like, works, Sean.
3: Oh, I like that.
0: Well, yeah, would you, I mean, what would you, if you're look, but in all seriousness, if you're Matthew, if you're if you're Matt Patricia and Martha Firestone Stony Ford is up on your biz telling you that you're about to get fired, you and Bob Quinn are going to go, you're going to be at the, along with like 6 million other people at the unemployment line. If things don't go well for you in 2021 or 2020, the 2020 season, and you draft Tua and trade Matthew Stafford and get end up with two first round picks, then all of a sudden you have your argument like, Hey, we're not, we're rebooting this thing. We finally had a chance to put it in our image, finally get rid of Jim Caldwell, get, get move beyond that, move beyond the Matthew Stafford era. We've decided to go forward with Tua. This is a path forward for greater Detroit.
2: So you should call the cops immediately and have them arrested for being a, a bigger idiot than, than we thought. That's,
0: dude, this insane. happens all the time. Guys take,
2: listen, you talk about Jim Caldwell. I know you're joking. But you know what I'm going to say next, not except <laughs> back years. So what what did he fix exactly by winning three football games and then training Matthew Stafford
0: to get two first round picks and to start a quarterback who has one hip? All I'm saying is that if you reboot with a young quarterback, like you just trick the like these coaches trick and GMs trick the owners into this all the time. Like I you know, trick tricks players into winning football games? How about that trick? Let's see that trick first. I mean, if you're Stoney Ford, you're thinking, like, hey, why can't you win with Matt Patricia? Like, what's your, what's your deal? Huh? Who's she saying that to? I mean, Matt, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> we are all
1: botching names. It's because we've been quarantined I, for two weeks. I'm not,
0: Wilson, uh, we did – uh by the way, check out chargers.com. Wilson and I did a podcast and video show with uh, Chris Hare, uh, my buddy over there. Um, he, Wilson was like, do the Chargers have a second-round pick? And so like, I know you know that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just basic information – I blame children. I blame uh, Corona. I blame quarantine. All of these things are conspiring against our brains. Being stuck inside all day long and dealing with our families is wrecking our creative outlets. Meanwhile, Sean's just stretched out in his underwear on a couch all day. Been, uh, Notre Dame's women's soccer. I'll give him credit for that. That's the best hey, thing he's done all day. Speaking of uh, women's soccer, let's uh, give a shout-out to Sean's sister. She is the head coach of women's know. soccer. At uh St. Mary's, the Gales. Did you hear did you guys hear? Did you guys see on Twitter what she did to him last night? Yeah, I hate to see it. I love to see it. So for April Fool's Day, she calls him and says, Hey, she texts me and she says, Hey, we've got some weights that uh we need to uh that Dumb-dumb- we get rid of dumbbells. Do you need dumbbells? We have some extra ones. Sean's so like, first of all, his reply is like, What size? Yeah, uh, you- how like, much weight, first of all. How much weight? Uh I don't need tens. Oh,
2: dude, hundreds. He's he's Tommy Boy. Uh, which way to the gym? Look,
0: I, I, look, it's it's So then she says, call us, Sean calls, the dog, the niece picks up and goes, April Fool's sucker, you hate to see it.
2: (laughs) How old's your niece? She's eight, she
3: just turned eight, like two days ago. I
0: got on by an eight year old. (laughs) I did.
3: And it was my brother-in-law's idea, but he thought it was too mean, so he refused to be a part of it, but then my sister leaked the news that it was his idea, so now I blame him.
2: He still fell for it. He
3: had to know my sister
0: was not nice. And great job, eight-year-old niece
2: and Sean's sister. You love it.
0: Matt, hey. I don't. I don't think Tua is getting past the third overall pick. Now, even if even if it's just because the Dolphins will leapfrog the Giants to either Washington spot or to Detroit spot, because I think at that point, like, aren't you? I mean, are we at the point, Ryan? It may, correct me if I'm wrong, but are we at the point where, like? Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda, and Isaiah Simmons are all sort of fairly close where if you were getting an extra pick, whether it's an extra first or even a really early second, that you would be worth taking the L and maybe losing out on Chase Young to get Simmons or Okuda? Yeah, and if you're the Lions, you need um, Okuda more than you need Simmons.
2: You traded away Darius Slay, so um, you can certainly sell that to yourself. No, I, I think so, especially like Okuda plus a first-round pick or, or early second-round pick or. or Chase Young, I think you can convince someone to take either of those deals depending on what they were looking for.
0: Okay. Uh, moving along. James White. James White. <laughs> the uh, former would-be Super Bowl MVP who uh, helped to take down the Falcons. Patriots quarterback is confident in Jared Stidham leading the Patriots. He told Zach Cox of Nesson, we're confident in Stidham, confident in Hoyer, whoever it happens to be. The, uh, team as, um, I think Breach pointed out, and this is the other problem, is we're doing this daily show. It's on at 4 p.m. Eastern every single day on CBS Sports HQ. Debo does such a great job with this rundown. He diversifies it from the show to make sure we're not repeating everything each day. He makes it different. He wants to make sure it's not the same old messages being repeated. But I was like, didn't John Breach say something about Stidham on the podcast the other day? He didn't. He said it on the show. Now we can talk about Stidham. Uh, They cut – or he said something about Cody Kessler. They cut him on April Fool's Day, which is just – Straight up rude. Um, and, uh, so you're buying or selling breach. The idea that, uh, James White and these, these, uh, Patriots players are actually confident instead of, or are they just an extension of Billy Belichick.
1: I am selling. Now, the thing I did say on the show was that th- there's a mystery with Sidham because we don't know if he's any good. We don't know what the Patriots think about him. For all we know, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels think this guy is the next Tom Brady. But then you look at the reality of it. We all saw him play once. He threw four passes. One of them was a pick six, and he got benched during a blowout win. It is impossible to be the quarterback who comes in in a blowout win and get benched. Literally impossible, and somehow Jared Stidham managed managed to do it. So I have no idea. And this is really not uh, – if I'm Jared Stidham reading this quote, this isn't giving me much confidence that my teammates have confidence in me because James White is saying, yeah, we're confident in Jared Stidham, and then we're also confident in Brian Hoyer. And you know what? We're actually confident in whoever our quarterback is. It could be Blake Bortles, whatever. Cause he said whoever it happens to be, we're confident in them. Uh, yeah, Blaine Gabbert's going to lead this team in the playoffs. Blake Bortles going to lead this team in the playoffs. No, James White. He is just giving, uh, surface level quotes here. This means nothing. No one in New England is confident in Stidham. The Patriots aren't going to win double digit games if Jared Stidham is their starting
2: quarterback. I think this is, it all comes down to Andy Dalton. And uh I'm trying to think. I'm just say 8 to 1 odds that Andy Dalton once he's released ends up in New England. What do you think about 8 to 1?
3: Yes, I think that's uh, I mean fair. I, w- I would I would take that. Back. I like that.
0: I like that. I was, we would
3: we would all take we would all take Dalton landing to the Patriots at those odds, right? We would all bet on it.
0: Yeah. If you gave me Andy Dalton 8 to 1, is on the Patriots, doesn't have to be the starting quarterback on the Patriots roster at some point between now and week one of 2020. Yeah, 100%. If he's on the roster, he's starting. Who are they starting? I'm just saying like with Bell, I mean, I, so a bunch of people bet on Tom Brady to be the week one starter for the, for the Buccaneers after we told him what to do on this, on this podcast. But the uh, the local is holding the bet until week one of 2020 because they know there's a chance that like the season won't happen. They don't want to pay it out now. It's, I mean, I don't blame them, but it's you know, like I would want to win. I would want to cast a bet the second Andy Dalton ended up on the on the Patriots.
3: Yeah, and I think Breach pointed this out. I think it was on the the HQ show that I don't think. Like, I think Dalton will happen to New England, but it doesn't make sense for New England to make a move before the draft because maybe they end up getting a guy in the draft like Jordan Love, and then they, their plan is to roll with him and sit him and Hoyer in that combination to see what they got. And if they don't get a quarterback at the end of the first round, then Andy Dalton's le- – or the Bengals' leverage for Andy Dalton could go down even more because then without Joe Burrow, it'll become very clear that they're looking to move on from him, and maybe they don't even have to trade him because then maybe the Bengals just cut him.
1: I'd say one other fascinating option for the Patriots, and maybe I'll let's see what Wilson thinks about this is Jalen hurts. Uh, you know, if he ends up in new England and they could get him and say second or third round, I feel like he'll be available. Then it is it, I have to think he's better than Jarrett Sidham Maybe better than Brian Hoyer. Uh, cause only cause Hoyer knows the system so well in new England. Wilson, what say you about Jalen hurts
2: in new England? Oh, you dropped to yell, Erica silly on me. What say you? I like that. Um, it's funny you mentioned that breach because in my latest three-round mock draft that came out last Monday, and Sean, you'll be interested in this. I had the Patriots trading up to the number 50th pick, Ooh. swapping with the Bears, and the Bears got three third-rounders, 87, 98, and 100. Would you be okay with that, Sean? Absolutely. So the Bears, uh, the Patriots traded up, excuse me, number 50, and they did in fact take Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't know if he's better than Jared Stidham. I think Jared Stidham is a better thrower right now, better passer. But he, look. If you like what Taysom Hill's doing and you want more of that, if you like sort of what Kyler Murray does and you want want to work in that offense, I think Jalen Hurts, um, you could get him in the second round, and the Patriots have a way of, of getting the best out of players no matter what they do. I don't hate that at all, Breach, and um, if you're the Bears, let me tell you quickly what they got, Sean, with those picks. They got a cornerback, an offensive lineman, and a wide receiver. So I feel like that probably makes the Bears yep. better than they are now. Yep,
3: corner and offensive line are probably two of their biggest needs, I'd say.
0: Hey, John Breach, if you were hypothetically a multimillionaire quarterback, one of the most famous people on the planet, and you were married to another multimillionaire supermodel, which be basically your life, uh, and you were moving from Boston down to uh, Tampa Bay and trying to decide between Tampa Bay or St. Petersburg, where would you move? Well,
1: Brenton, the first place I would look is at any giant mansions because I'm Tom Brady. I'm not living in right. an apartment <laughs> uh, I'm also not living in a condo or a townhouse. Uh, I am going. My budget is going to be about a hundred grand a month. I don't know if anybody listening rents, but if you do, you probably don't pay a hundred grand a month. That's Tom Brady budget, and I'm I'm going bigger. I'm going home, and it looks like Tom Brady went big here with uh, Saint Petersburg, as I believe they call it. Is that what they call it?
0: Ah, that's good. I like that. I think that is what they call it. <laughs> Saint Petersburg. <laughs> Um, I live in St. Petersburg or Brentonville. <laughs> Petersburg, St. <laughs> I can't even like, like it's it's insane. So if you look on uh, TampaBay. dot com, uh, Rick Stroud and Mark Tompkin wrote about this because this is actual note. Like Rick Stroud has been covering the Bucks for like uh, thirty years, he's like writing about Jeter's mansion. But like they go to it, and there's this house. The first house you see is, a, is an orange roof. Looks like it's probably I don't know. 4,500, 5,000 square feet, maybe 10,000 square feet. I don't even know. It's hard to tell. It has, it has a tennis court out back and a giant swimming pool. It is a huge house and it wouldn't, it would fit in one of the wings of this Jeter house. This Jeter house is a monster. It looks like there's an entire wing dedicated. It just has like six hot tubs, like one, like three on each floor. It is a little disappointing. It only has one boat slip. I would have dueling boat slips, uh, to race out of there. Footage in front of you. What's that? Do you have the square footage in front of you? I mean, if I had to guess, I would say, oh, like
2: a hundred thousand square feet. I don't so know. So let's just say for shiggles, let's say it's 30,000 square feet. Gosh. What does a family of six do with 30,000 square feet? So going to be my follow up question.
1: Well, you get 5,000 square feet a piece. First of all, Wilson. So that's like having your own mini house. You got to love that. If you're a kid, Brinson mentioned the seven hot tubs let me ask you guys this. Do you want to move into a house that was once lived in by Derek Cheater? You, you know, like this is Mr. Fruit Basket, Mr. Bachelor. Uh
2: you know. Maybe I'm I
0: would working... certainly hire a professional cleaning service
2: to come to- uh, No, 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 no. You hire uh seven new hot tubs to come in and be installed. That's-
0: <laughs> uh, the, the tax bill in two thousand nineteen for the house, two hundred twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's, uh, that's, what do you yeah. think
2: the heating bill is in that place I mean it's just I don't know it seems like a bit much
0: uh, you could um, try to see there's not a whole lot about what is actually inside of it the home which the Brady family is renting features seven bedrooms nine bathrooms an entertainment room and billiards room that wraps around a pool with two boat lifts providing access to Tampa Bay 22,000 square feet of the house is heated very cheap Very cheap. 1000 oh. isn't huh is 8000 worth of patio, I wonder? Interesting. Speaking of super rich, super famous quarterbacks Wait, do in th- camp- this is Dare
1: Cheater had this house built, but does he still own it, or is Brady renting it from someone else?
0: Brady is renting it from Derek Cheater, I think. Is does right? he
3: still own it? I, I haven't been able to find that, <laughs> that piece of information. Breach, you're the one that wants his house owners. You should know this.
0: Yeah. I do, but this
1: they skipped over this episode.
0: Um, It, it doesn't say if he sold it, so I guess – we could uh, look it up, but I, we're not going to do that live on the podcast. <laughs> uh, 7.3 miles, 20-minute drive for uh, Tom Brady to work. Maybe on the way there, he'll pass uh, uh, the hovel that Blaine Gabbert will be living in. Blaine Gabbert signed by the Buccaneers to back up, Sean, Tom Brady. Where does uh, Blaine Gabbert being signed to back up Tom Brady uh, rank on your meh meter?
3: Uh, it, it's less than a meh. I mean, the the bucks. Or, or really, could
0: be ten on the manometer. Like the,
3: the bucks are really banking on forty-three-year-old Tom Brady staying healthy behind a shaky offensive line, potentially in a deep drop system. Because if Blaine Gabbert is is put behind that offensive line, that offense, ooh, that will be a disaster. And I know why they're doing it. Uh, he was Blaine Gabbert was with Bruce Arians in Arizona in t- twenty seventeen. Actually started five games in that season. Was not any good. But I believe. Bruce Arians had some comments about how he still believed in Blaine Gabbert. Um, the funny thing is, I'm, you, you look at this Bucks team, they would be the team that would make sense for Jameis Winston as a backup quarterback, someone who knows the offense, someone who is a bottom-tier starter but still a starting-caliber quarterback, and he would be backing up a 43-year-old quarterback who's one bad hit away um, from having a serious injury. So I would have liked to see the Bucks get a better, a better backup than Blaine Gabbert, but, I mean, such is the life in the NFL, most teams have terrible
0: backups. Bruce Arians likes playing Gabbard, though. I think uh, they work together in uh, in Arizona. But Bruce Arians has an affinity for his backup quarterbacks. He drugged Drew Stanton around the NFL for like seven years. Alden Smith, he, speaking of seven years, he signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Unbelievable, Ryan Wilson. I know it's a deal you think is fantastic.
2: Hopefully, Ebo will play the clip of you on the HB, uh, HBO CBS Sports <laughs> HQ live show where you said this was a dumb deal and that you also loved it at the same time
0: i'm gonna sell it because you're giving him two million dollars like it's insane how is this guy not taking the absolute bare minimum uh mike garofalo of nfl media reports there's another two million dollars in sack incentives out there as well if you pay him four million dollars i'll buy it because it means he got you enough sacks where it's worth the extra two million dollars but if you only pay him two million bucks i'm selling and i think you near know, ryan you mentioned seven eight sacks maybe bottom end two to three. I think four to five sacks would be the high end for this guy. And I mean, Alden Smith, when you talk about him coming out of college, of course, like not a, you know, not a big Thick four three end who's going to stand up and play against a run and set the edge or anything like that. This guy just comes hard off the edge and is you know is is a, is a lightning bolt going after quarterbacks. He also had Justin Smith for much of his early career in San Francisco. Um, you know you, you go back and look at those famous clips like they would stunt Alden Smith on the inside and Smith is just eating up two blockers maybe holding one of them uh, and uh, and so that's how Smith picked up a lot of his sacks. So he played on a really really good defense early on in his career and benefited from Jim. Harbaugh bringing him in and sort of cutting him loose there out of Missouri I don't know that this qualifies as the same thing I don't mind it as a low-risk gamble but he's 30 years old he hadn't played in the league in forever and it's not like this is he was sitting on the top 1000 of anyone's free agents like no one was even considering this a possibility and yet here the Cowboys are making a play for him the
2: um Sean talked about this on the show and, and so did so did breach of course I'm fine with it one year four million Max. Um, we'll see what he can do. He hasn't played in four or five years. When he came out, he was, he had a fantastic rookie season, even though he didn't start. Can the Cowboys get 30, 40% of that production? Who knows? It's worth the flyer. They still should draft a Nets rusher or a cornerback with their first round pick because that defense is the biggest problem they face in terms of being competitive in that division.
3: Yeah, Ryan mentioned his hot start to the career. He had 33 and a half sacks. In 2011, 2012, the problem is that was 2011, 2012. He's actually 30 years old now, which seems insane um, that he's still only 30. We haven't heard from him in since the 2015 season when he played for the Raiders, had three and a half sacks in nine games. I mean, I think three and a half is probably where you'd set the over under. Maybe three. I would probably take the under. And to Ryan's point, they lost Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn's a good player. Uh, they can't expect Al- Alden Smith to come in there and bre- and, bre- and do what uh, Robert Quinn did. I think they still have to draft someone. I think that this is just a flyer. It doesn't matter. They, they're guaranteeing
1: him zero dollars. There's zero dollars in guaranteed money. Uh, Todd Archer from ESPN has a breakdown here that he gets ninety thousand dollars just if he gets reinstated. Cause keep in mind, he's still suspended. Alden Smith is still on the suspension list. If he gets reinstated, the Cowboys cut him a check for ninety thousand dollars. 30 days after reinstatement, he gets another 50 grand. So he hasn't even done anything yet. If he just gets reinstated and stays reinstated for 30 days, he makes $140,000. If he shows up for training camp, he gets $100,000. If he shows up for the first two preseason games, he gets another $100,000. And if he lasts the entire preseason, he gets another $100,000. So he can make – and then if he if he gets cut the day before the season starts – he pockets $440,000. So for Alden Smith, this is no-brainer. It's like I can just make – if I still am not good at football, I'll make $440,000. For the Cowboys, it's like, all right, if he's good, we pay him a lot of money. If he's not good, we're out a couple hundred thousand dollars, whatever. Uh I'm good with this.
0: Is, is it crazy for me to think that if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm a little annoyed by this? Uh,
2: also, at the end of the day, this helps you when you get your $38 million a year deal.
0: Yeah, it's just like all right, like Dallas. You went and you're trolling through to find like a defensive, like a pass rusher who hadn't played since 2015, and I mean, I guess you give him little money, and that's your answer. So that makes it easier to get. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't. I don't know. It, it's fine if it works out. Great if it, if it doesn't. And it doesn't. Uh, so they up,
1: should give Alden Smith four hundred and forty thousand dollars to Dak.
0: It's yeah. just weird, like they're may, they're being like, like aggressively throwing money at a guy who hadn't played football since 2015. Have you seen they're not, uh,
3: they're not aggressively throwing money at him. They're very slowly forking over dollar by dollar. If Dak
1: calls up and he's mad, they'll be like, All right, we'll give you a contract that includes zero dollars guaranteed. Uh we'll give you a million dollars to show up to training camp. Another you know, like it's all incentive based. Dak is not taking an incentive based contract, so I don't think he cares.
0: Okay, great. Alden Smith, signing of the offseason. Give the Cowboys an A plus. Congratulations, you <laughs> Done. I, I'm glad I'm the only one back on, still in the Eagles bandwagon. You guys are letting Breach drive this little cow. Remember Breach? Breachbot. This is Breachbot. He's been brainwashed by Jerry Jones, who kidnapped Breach between week 16 and week 17 of the 2019 NFL season. Took him to Dallas, gave him a lobotomy, replaced his little brain with a giant. Robot Machine, and now it is BreachBot 3000. I am here to serve Jerry the Jones. Cowboys are going to win
1: the Super Bowl, and if you say otherwise, you are wrong. So do not say otherwise. Debo, your team sucks, as do all teams that aren't the Cowboys. the way, <laughs>
2: mosquito references. This would be the most Jerry Jones thing ever. Instead of spending money on the defense, he kidnaps a blogger and puts a robot <laughs> in his
0: brain to make him be the AR for the Cowboys <laughs> the podcast. Everyone knows the only acceptable thing to drink is Johnny Walker Blue. Uh, let's take a break and we come back. Uh, we should get a breach from Johnny Walker Blue when he gets at, uh, how's the baby status breach? He,
1: he doesn't even need to kidnap me because we already have two Cowboys homers at CBS. Uh, oh, true. How, how's the what? How's the baby? That's a baby. <laughs> the baby is still in the wife's belly she's she's willing it out every day but it, it refuses to leave i think it knows the pandemic it's waiting out the pandemic it's gonna wait till that blows over uh and then when come out the april 6th monday so if oh. you, if you this is my last podcast for two wow. weeks it's
2: because i'm trying to keep the baby safe reach okay. i'll tell you this my my first son was two weeks late so you may you may have a while oh boy
0: yeah robbie was uh supposed to be doing my mother-in-law's birthday and he came two days early, mercifully. Um, the, uh, don't, don't eat any Mexican food. Mexican food will, uh, make it, a uh, muy rapido para el, uh, I don't know how you ever say baby. Mexican food speeds up the process. Spicy. For instance, strikes again. Hey, but uh,
3: don't you want to speed up the process or do you want to?
0: I don't I know. Thought,
3: I thought Breach said that she's trying to speed up the process. So maybe it sounds like they should eat Mexican food. Olay. That's Coming
0: the only up, thing I can make, so we're, we're in good shape. Enchiladas it is. <laughs> John, why are we having enchiladas for the fourth straight day? <laughs> Coming up, as Brinson said. Coming up after the break, we'll take a look at 2021. That's right, next year's free agency, who might be available. Thanks for a great article from Sean Wagner-McGuff. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits
2: you.
0: Sean says it's an okay article. Excuse me. But so we'll still examine it. We'll give you some better analysis than Sean did. Obviously, some guys might not hit free agency. Uh, he left, yo, you left off super obvious extensions. Can you give us a list of?
3: Well, so, so I left off the two notable guys are Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson because they have fifth year options that are probably going to be picked up here. And even if they don't get picked up, they're probably going to sign long-term extensions soon. So I didn't, because I was only listing 10 at every position, it felt like a waste to include Mahomes, who's not actually going to be a free agent.
2: Um, what about number nine on your list using that logic? <laughs>
3: I actually addressed that in the article. Meanwhile, Mitchell Trubisky of the same draft class as the two quarterbacks could conceivably hit free agency.
0: I, I need you to know that Mitchell Trubisky is going to have his fifth year option picked up. <laughs> Probably
3: there's still a. I mean, look, if there's a hundred, chance they're gonna hit free agency, a hundred percent chance. It's not guaranteed not, okay. only for injury, though. They could cut them.
0: Exa- exactly, it's only guaranteed for injury. The new ones are guaranteed for are, are differently guaranteed. The ones from Trubisky, if you're if you're Ryan Pace, and to be perfectly frank, the Bears should pick it up because then you get a year of team control if Trubisky somehow has a magically great year this year. Let me ask yeah. you that. Wait, does his option count on the new CBA since that will be the
1: first year of the new CBA?
0: Oh, uh, I'm I'm. I am 95% sure after reading the wording a few weeks ago, I don't want to go back and hash through it in this podcast again, but that it only applies to fifth-year options moving forward.
2: So this list of 10 people that Sean has at quarterback, and we can read them out in a second, is there anyone that you would rather have Mr. Biscay over? Would you rather have Mr. Biskey over any of the other names?
0: Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Taysom Hill? So I, mean, I ran
2: ranked them above Taysom Hill.
0: All right, Tyron Taylor? Jacoby
2: Set, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Jameis, Philip Rivers, and Dak.
0: Here's here's his top ten: Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Mitchell Trubisky, and Taysom Hill. Um, I think there's a very good chance that we see Cam hit free agency again because he signs a, a one year deal this offseason. season. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Andy Dalton, if he gets traded, if he wanted, you know, he he would be a free agent, obviously. Um. And then Rivers is signing a one year deal, and Dak Prescott might not sign an extension. So it's a good list. It's an, it would be an interesting, spicy list for free agency again, uh, especially if people, teams are able to visit with these players.
1: I would say that I don't think Dak or Philip Rivers will, because I think the Cowboys will tag Dak again. You know, like if, if push came to shove, they're not going to lose him. And then Phillip Rivers, if he's really good, I, it's going to be because he's in Frank Reich's system. I think he would be inclined to re sign with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, But I think Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, once again, we're at that list that's interesting because if any one of those guys signs a one-year deal or, in Dalton's case, plays out his contract and does plays well in 2020, then all of a sudden they're going to be in line to get a nice contract next offseason, which would add a twist. Unfortunately, Sean, how long do you think it would take Mitchell Trubisky to get signed? Is he going in the second wave of free agency or the third wave or the
3: fourth wave? Second wave. I mean, how long did it take for Blake Bortles to land somewhere? I mean, that's a decent comp. That was a and pity signing. Well, <laughs> someone's someone's going to pity sign Trubisky as a backup quarterback. The I would off. take I would take Trubisky as a backup quarterback. He can run.
2: Yeah, he's fine. It's a backup. You 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 literally already have
0: Trubisky as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> uh, running backs is a little more interesting though. Remember, this is the great running back draft class of two thousand. Uh, 15? 16? 17? 17? Guess I can do my math. Same as the, yeah. the
3: same as the quarterbacks. All these, right? Am yep. I? Yes, 10?
0: 2017. I, it hasn't been that long. Um, the running backs, I, I, sorry, I don't know, again, it's, uh, <laughs> Quarantine brain. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. Derek Henry, of course, franchise tag this offseason and has signed his tender. Uh, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, and Kareem Hunt. Um, over under, uh, of those 10 guys, Breach, how many of them sign extensions?
1: Ooh, I would say four would be my over under.
0: Mm. I should have given you a number, huh? I'll say, uh, I'll set it at three and a half.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going. I think McCaffrey's going to get an extension. Kamara's getting an extension. Uh, Henry is the one that would be the half. We're just not sure how that's going to play out. I think the Vikings keep Dalvin Cook, uh, and then everybody else down that list is completely in play. Philip Lindsay, I think, is interesting because if Melvin Gordon takes over in Denver, they're not going to give him anything. Joe Mixon, I think, will sign an extension, uh, especially if he plays a big part in Burroughs development.
3: So I would definitely go over. Yeah. And the, the three names that I left off, that would still be notable. Adrian Peterson left off because he'll be 36. Uh, Todd Gurley, that really just depends how he looks in 2020. Um, and then James Conner, who had a bit of a bounce, a setback this past season. But if he bounces back, you'd also be a big name.
2: If you could stay healthy. Yeah. I think Aaron Jones actually might be a candidate to stay in, in Green Bay. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to how much these guys want. And I think it'll be interesting to see what C, uh, C Mac as I call him, or Run-CMC does, and Alvin Kamara in terms of the money because they're both sort of, as as Prisco likes to call them, airbacks. They contribute in the pass game as well. So,
0: what is Christian- I, I, could, I think Kamara will get an extension from the Saints. That's surprisingly high dollar because he likes the fit. They love him as a player. Well, what does um, that mean, high dollar? Over Zeke money? It has to be, right? No, because I think he'll take it now instead of dealing with the franchise. I think he'll take it like – um Maybe. Who has ever done that, though? Who has ever taken something that was less than – If you're Alvin Kamara and you were a third-round pick, why not take an extension now that's less than a I – I, I don't disagree with the
2: logic, but it never – I can't. when's the last time it happened outside of Tom Brady? Oh, so wait, he has
0: a fifth-year option,
2: too. Yeah. Uh, because he uh, he's not a first-round pick. No, really. yeah. Most of yeah. these guys McCaffrey. don't have them.
0: Christian McCaffrey does. See, and, that's, and Fournette. And, Fournette. and Fournette. yeah. Oh, yeah, Fournette. You, if that. you're the Panthers, you cannot give McCaffrey a plus Zeke extension. You have a fifth-year option. Then you have two potential franchise tags. Like I understand the problem with doing it with a guy because he's the face of the franchise. He's a great player. What well, but- if he sets out though? You can use those things. But what if he sets out? Well, then you replace him with somebody like Alvin drafted drafting the third round? Or Philip Lindsey, who goes undrafted. That's the point. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Uh wide receivers, a very spicy list indeed. Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith Schuster, Mike Williams, AJ Green, Marvin Jones, and T.Y. Hilton. That is a who's who of, uh, of wide receivers. Sean, was there anybody left off the list for obvious? reason yeah
3: Fitzgerald because it seems like he'll either retire or you know finish out his career in Arizona I don't think he's leaving and then the one guy I almost put on uh couldn't couldn't quite fit him was Will Fuller um if he can stay healthy in a DeAndre hopkins offense like he could in theory uh if he has that breakout be a hot commodity but he has, he's got to stay healthy which hasn't happened to this point
2: let me ask you guys this quickly uh out of the list of the names you just read Brinson which one of these wide receivers can get the biggest payday next year I mm-hmm. know
0: I have uh, well, I will go off reservation and say it's Kenny Galladay. Yeah,
2: Lee, that's my, I should have said it first. Oh, that's okay. big. all right, I, how you got on Chris Godwin? Yeah.
1: yeah. I'll, I'll go Keenan Allen.
0: You've got Galladay too low here, by the way. I love Galladay. He's so good. He's so good. And imagine
2: he's going to be catching oh. passes from Tua Tonga by low in the second half of next season.
3: <laughs> Worth you, noting, I, Mike Williams has a fifth year option too available to pick up. I
2: don't, I don't love Mike Williams.
0: I mean, Juju's, Juju's gonna get paid too. Like, he's really young. I know he had a down year, but Duck Hodges and, and, you know, uh, Mason, Mason. Mason, whatever his name is. Uh, like, I, if somebody if, if I, if I was the, if I was the Rams, Bears, Chargers, or Bucks, I mean, I would definitely trade Godwin, Allen, Robinson, and Cup for Galladay. Maybe not Godwin. Wait, wait, you do what? What now? I would rather have Galladay than the four guys in front of him. I thought you'd trade those four guys for Kenny Galladay. So that's a- <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with that. Kenny Galladay's a, he's a baller. I love him. Yeah. All right. Tight ends. Wow. Wow. Who, uh, George Kittle, Hunter Henry, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook. Man, what a, what a run this was for the draft. Uh, what, uh, who, who's missing off this list? As we say goodbye to Ryan Wilson, Ryan Wilson is heading to do CBS Sports HQ. See you, Ryan. You can say goodbye. It's fine. Or not. The
3: um well it's worth noting a couple things. A lot of like the, the top four on this list might not hit free agency. George Kittle, I think we all expect, is going to get an extension probably as soon as this offseason, I'd imagine. Hunter Henry is playing on the franchise tag. Um that's really up to how productive he is this year because he's had some injury problems. And then OJ Howard and Evan Ingram both have fifth year options that could get picked up here in a month. So those top four guys, their situations are in flux. On the other hand, like Jared Cook, I would fully expect could hit free agency, and he's a guy who has been productive late in his career that contenders should be interested in. And then David Njoku also has a fifth-year option, and I have him ranked seventh. He might not hit free agency as well.
1: The- I think Njoku's an interesting one because he hasn't done enough necessarily to prove that they should pick up his fifth-year He's definitely one of those borderline cases, and if I'm the Browns, I am not happy that I have to make this decision – because it's not an easy one. Are you going to give him six or seven million dollars for next year, even though uh, he might not be that good?
0: May I, um, may I make a suggestion for uh, for next year, Sean? When you do this yes. move, it to uh, early May, not early April, because then you will know which fifth-year options have been picked up.
3: Ooh, that's a good suggestion. I'm, I'm aware that that would have been a good scheduling.
0: Yeah, I mean, just because it's like, like – yeah, I mean, i Well, not, I mean, and,
3: and also the it's problem, nice too – You
0: or whoever planned it, I'm just saying that, like
3: – Well, no, and to your point, there's also, like, I would like to know, you know, what Jameis Winston and what Jadavion Clowney, who's on this list but has an asterisk, because he might sign a two-year deal and then he's not a free agent. So, yes, letting the entire free agent market play out would help, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd get to, like, July 15th and see – you know, like, see who signs on franchise tags. But, I mean, that's – I just think that if you get past the fifth-year option deadline, then you at least be able to say, like, all right, O.J. Howard is definitely going to be a free agent because if they don't pick up his fifth-year option, there's no way they're going to franchise tag it next offseason unless they're idiots. Uh, I think Kittle will sign an extension very quickly. Um, Henry could be a free agent. I, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if, like, the Chargers worked out a deal with him before July 15th that was like, hey, man, we know you've been hurt. Give us a low-market deal. Like you can get paid now, and he maybe he would take it. Um on O.J. Howard, I was on Bill Barnwell's podcast, friend of the program, and uh he he we were talking hypothetical trades, and I threw out what what do you think about O.J. Howard for Julian Edelman?
3: I would do that in a heartbeat if I were the Patriots.
0: For sure. But for the Buccaneers, there's a like Julian Edelman has two years left on his contract. Like you know, you're losing a younger, talented player, but one who's going to require an extension in, in the near future or a fifth-year option, and you bring in Tom Brady's best friend who can run underneath routes and, and play, you know.
3: Wouldn't you need something else, though, just because of the fact you're, you know, trading for such an older asset and you're giving away a potential long-term asset? Wouldn't you need to pick? Would you do that straight up? I, I guess I wouldn't do that straight up then. I would want to pick as well.
0: I mean, I would love to do it on the Patriots, and I could see the argument for doing it if you're the Buccaneers. I mean, talking? I do
1: think putting Edelman in the Bucks' offense gives Brady somebody he's familiar with, which, cause like he's going in to this offense. He has no idea what's going on. Obviously he's a quick learner. He's a brilliant quarterback, but it's not easy. he doesn't have any chemistry with these guys. He's not gonna be able to get on feel with them uh because of what's going on outside. And so I do think that having someone, this is the season you want to have someone you're familiar with. So uh-huh. I don't hate that trade.
0: Yeah. That was basically my logic. Um, Evan Ingram, I wouldn't be surprised if he got an extension either because you got to put pieces around Danny Dimes. Edge rushers, uh, Yannick Ngakwe on, uh, on this list because he was franchise tagged. I'm going to give us a, a semi spoiler here. He was part of a trade during Monday's mock draft, mock 3.0. You can watch it from 12 PM to 2 PM Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, our free streaming, uh, 24 seven sports network online. Use your Roku, Amazon Fire. Just use find the CBS Sports app, Xbox, on your phone. Go to CBSSports.com. You can watch it for free. I'm not going to spoil the rest of the details of the trade, mainly because I wasn't paying attention during the conference call and don't know exactly what happened. But I know that his name was bandied about and Pete Prisco got very angry about the trade terms. It will be heated. It will be entertaining. You should check it out on Monday, 12 Eastern to 2 Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. do you think he gets traded? Yes. Okay. Preach? Yannick traded? Yes or no? Uh,
1: yes. I think it might have to wait until the actual day of the draft, but I do think he gets dealt this month.
0: Uh, this list is also pretty robust, but again, fifth year options do apply. You know what? Maybe we should have waited till May to talk about your article. In <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and worth noting, I guess you haven't read the list yet, but I put Chris Jones under defensive lineman, not edge, but he could flip depending on how you feel about him.
0: Sure. Uh Edge rushers: T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, all eligible for a fifth-year option. Of course, Yannick number four, Von Miller, feels like he signed his contract. I'll, why? I mean, obviously. So little... he
3: has a he has a contract option as well. Um, but you could conceivably if the Broncos have a bad season and they're like, We gotta completely reboot this where you don't want to pay a 31-, 32 year old pass rusher, yep. you could see him potentially on the move.
0: Okay. Melvin Ingram now on his like fourth contract somehow. Uh Shaq Barrett on the second on the franchise tag, David Clowney as Sean mentioned, Asterix out there, if he signs for a two year deal, then you know it's all Alf. Matt, Matthew Judon, uh franchise tag and Bud Dupree franchise tag. That's a good list.
3: Yeah, and I would not expect T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett to actually hit the open market. So it probably starts with maybe Nick and But again, that that could change if he gets traded. He's getting a long term deal as well. So, but I think
1: just the most interesting part here is that you know two of these guys are on the same team, and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. I don't think the Chargers can afford to keep both of them, which means one of those guys is going to hit the market. So somebody next season is going to get a good edge rusher and free agency worth,
0: worth noting. Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, we mentioned before. The Chargers have a lot. Like I have noticed that at, King. Like, Desmond King, Desmond King is up. Um I mean, Derwin James is going to be up for an extension, and Joey Bosa. Everything you hear about Joey Bosa, and like you don't need to be a NFL insider to know this about the Bosa family. Anyway, like he wants an extension now, and if they don't give it to him, he's not going to show up and play. Like the he Bosa did really- that as a rookie. He I held was, out. For- he held summer. out for, for offset language. Like the Bosa family doesn't care. They will hold out on you. They and do not care. Let me just say that's one of the odd things about
1: this offseason that doesn't get talked about enough is is we do talk about the Chargers quarterback situation. But the fact that they're going with Tyrod Taylor when they are literally all in on 2020, this team is going to be blown up after this season. This is their Super Bowl window, and they are wasting it by not going out and, and checking out Cam Newton or Jamie somebody, you know, like – And, yes, maybe Justin Herbert is the answer. This is maybe why you trade up for Tua at number two. But you have to do something. You can't be all in with Tyrod Taylor. You need somebody who can win the Super Bowl for you.
0: But but here's the thing. I think Anthony Lynn is all in on Tyrod Taylor. Like, I think we are sort of – and I keep yelling about the Chargers. I agree with you, Breach. Like, I think it is – I think it's foolhardy and it's crazy what they're doing. But, like, I said this on that Chargers podcast with me and Wilson we're on. Yes?
1: I just want to ask you this. If you do think Anthony Lynn's all all in on Tyrod Taylor – wouldn't you think the Chargers aren't going to draft a quarterback because they want to add someone who can play right now? A That's, left tackle, like
0: somebody. Or, or Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah. Who, somebody who can contribute right That's, now to win the Super Bowl this year. I'll tell you, Chad, Wilson and I talked about that. Like we both came away. We both had a mock drafting Jeffrey Okuda and we were like, you could do Isaiah Simmons too. Like if That's you threw yeah. Okuda or Isaiah Simmons on that defense, like it's freaking nasty. Like they have guys in the middle who can play my boy Justin Jones. Um, they obviously have Bosa and Ingram. You got to make Bosa
3: happy.
0: Yeah, Livel Joseph, who they just signed. Um, you know, the linebacker they're a little thin on. That's why Simmons would make a lot of sense. But like, they signed Chris Harris. They have Desmond King. Uh, they obviously have Derwin James. Like, they have PC a.
3: A-word. This a, defense you know, could be top five, I think.
0: Absolutely, and their offense has. You know, they they have they've got some talented offensive line. In theory, Tyrod will mitigate the pressure in a way that that Rivers couldn't. Um, you know, you have. Uh, you have Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. You could draft a running back in the second round. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. Like, it's a really good team. It's, it's, it's okay. You love Tyrod. Let's see. Like, okay, go for it. And I, but I really think he loves Tyrod Taylor and he's staking his entire reputation on it.
1: And, and a random note on that is that if, if the Chargers don't take Herbert and all of a sudden Herbert and love, are, there's two quarterbacks in the first round. You know, that feels like a quarterback falls to the Patriots and Bill Belichick wins like always.
0: That's it. That's a good point. Or if the I know you guys don't like the idea, but if the Redskins take Tua and then all of a sudden I know you do. I'm saying like I know, like, But like, let's say the Redskins take Tua or the or the or the uh, Lions take Tua. Like the Dolphins are basically in checkmate. They're at five and then 18. So you either take Herbert or Love at five or hope one of them falls to you at 18. You cannot run that risk if you like one of those guys. So you have to take that guy at five, and then, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. All right, cornerbacks, just kind of looking at the top five here because they're interesting names. Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, Marlon Humphrey, and Joe Hayden of that group, I believe. Uh, Ramsey has a fifth-year – no, Ramsey's into fifth his fifth-year option. Yeah, yeah. so he has a franchise tag option. The Rams have said they want to sign him. They gave up two first-round picks. In theory, they will pay him money. Um, Marlon Humphrey does – Fifth-year option. Yeah. This is or he does have one? He does have one available. Oh, is he 2017 too? Is that class? This class is loaded! God, this class is loaded. Except for, uh... And,
3: and by the way, I did not include Tradavius White because it feels like a near certainty that he will be extended. So he would also be – to your point, yes, that class is loaded because Trudavious White would be probably number one on this list if I thought there was a chance that he could hit the open market.
0: Is this a bad time to point out that the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky this draft? <laughs> it's always <laughs> a bad time
3: to bring that up.
0: But as you as you like to point out, Sean, the Jaguars should be crushed even worse because they needed a quarterback and they took Leonard Fournette. It's like Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, John Ross, Patrick Mahomes, Marshawn Latimer, Deshaun Watson are the – like. Corey Davis are like the next nine guys who went off after the board there. So good job by you. Uh Sherman, I would assume he wants to come back and play in San Francisco if, if they have a good year this year.
3: Depends on the – I mean, it depends on the money because he's going to be, what, 32 by then, 33? Oh. Uh, so he's getting up there, but he's been incre- – I didn't think he was going to be this good after leaving the Seahawks, and he has been this good. So maybe um, he's a smart enough player that maybe he will have more longevity than I assumed.
0: Does Patrick Peterson get another uh, contract from the Cardinals?
1: I don't know. I mean, they've been there's been all that drama. Remember, he was trying to get traded out and then they weren't talking to each other and but all of a sudden Michael they could fix everything.
0: Loves Pat. Like, he thinks he like he just has his guys and he thinks Pat P is one of the faces of the franchise and just wants him to be a, a Cardinal for life. But I mean he's been great. But like his, you know, if you look by approximate value, his best year of his career is his rookie year, and he's been, you know, I mean he he has been okay the last three years. Now he's had extenuating circumstances with coaches and bad teams and all that, but and suspensions for PEDs. Um, I just don't know if you give him a big extension at the age of thirty.
3: I mean, if you don't, someone's going to pay him. You he tax- feels he feels like the Chris Harris type of thing, like the Broncos letting Chris Harris go, like kind of on that age. Group still a very good player, but I don't know if you want to commit three, four years and pay him till he's 34.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Or, yeah, I mean, again, like I think Arizona really likes him. And like if maybe Arizona has a down year and they're like, okay, we need to sort of reboot all the defense and they send him packing, we'll see. Uh, Marlon Humphrey should be in line for an extension at some point. And then Joe Hayden, uh, flourished a, in a second life in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So that's exciting. Chidobe Woozy on this list too. The Cowboys are not done dealing with issues. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was perpetually with issues. All right. Monday will be mock draft Monday featuring Ryan Wilson and RJ White. The wonderful and lovely RJ White. It's a weird way to refer to another human, but whatever. Intankerous uh, <laughs> Ryan Wilson and the, the lovely RJ White. Uh, we will talk about mock draft stuff. Uh, RJ will be kind to me as I turn to my mock draft on time. On Thursday, so that's very exciting for me. Uh, mock drafts are not fun to do, but we do them anyway. And, uh, next what week, time? what's that?
3: I'm looking to see what time you turned it in, because I believe you tur- oh, I'm pretty sure on time is, is Wednesday night. That's when I turned my mock draft in.
0: Here's the thing. I have turned my mock draft in at midnight every single, when I've turned it in at midnight, it doesn't get touched until 10, 11 o'clock the next morning. So I felt okay knocking it out on Tuesday morning or Thursday morning.
1: Uh, I and know. i want to Mo- tease that for the first time ever i am doing a mock draft wow i have a mock draft that is coming out next week maybe i can take part in these mock draft mondays is, and why, what why did they have you do a mock draft did you
3: did you, did you ask you have, they have me doing it too. So I think that is daddy, daddy, just daddy, daddy w-
1: Page views? Get yeah, I'm going to be gone for a while. I need something out there. So I got a fun mock draft coming next week. I'm done with most of it. And one final thing I do want to say oh, is hold that. On, that hold on,
0: hold on. What a
3: flex. What an ultimate flex that was.
0: No, no, no. That's not only like a flex. That is, if you know Breach well enough, you know that that means he has some crazy ass stuff in there.
3: But that
1: also means that I have a baby coming. I don't know what day it's going to come. So I wanted to have the story mostly done so i can hurry up and
0: finish it tell us what team the wildest situation in your draft involves
1: uh this is i don't want to tease this uh justin herbert to the patriots that's the i would say is the wildest pick whoa um all or do they trade up uh well not. is that i'm not teasing anymore that's it justin Uh. herbert to the patriots you got to read to see how it happens and one other thing Derek cheater does own that mansion i wanted to find that out before, so people got off the podcast, they would know. So Tom Brady is literally writing a te- check to Derek Jeter to rent this place.
0: Do you think he really like say Cheats LLC on it? Uh, St. Jetersburg, man. St. Jeter- Jetersburg LLC. you would love to see <laughs> it. Uh, again, watch the Mock Draft show. Listen to Mock Draft podcast on Monday. Watch the Mock Draft show noon Eastern uh, to 2 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. Leave a uh, if you want to rate or review the podcast. We got a bunch of reviews that came in uh, appreciate all the questions we will get to the goes this off season and uh, thanks for listening tell a friend about the show for Ryan Wilson for Sean Wagner for John Breach for Brent and see you guys later